I'm ready, brother. You ready? I'm ready. Ready, ready. Salud. Salud. Let's go. Our first let's go of the new studio. Let's go. Let's get it. So, folks, just to fill you in, we got a studio. We got a little booth, a little place to do our recordings at. Thanks to the homie Xavier. Um, Hit him up. We'll shout him out on our social media. But Xavier Williams works at the Bay Realty, and he let us use his office uh, on the off hours. So we're, we're shout out to him. Shout out to him. the help. Yeah. So we're going to be putting you in work here. Uh, this is going to be our new home, hopefully. And um, the audio sounds hella good. Uh, the video looks hella good for our TikToks and shit. So, yeah, like you said, baby steps. Yeah, it's we're baby moving. steps to, to what our goals are. And, you know, we'll get there. We're moving. And, yeah, just to shout us out, we're on socials. Uh, follow us on social media. Like our shit. Subscribe to us on podcasts and everything. We got almost 500 followers on TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Seth banning the socials, and he's fucking pumping it out. Our Twitter's been popping off lately. Yes, sir. So let's keep it going. And we appreciate y'all for listening in and all the homies out there. Speaking of homies, we just had our tailgate this weekend. Our first tailgate ever. Yo, it was. First goal side tailgate. It was so it was so lit, man. Y'all were a part of history. Yeah, that was it. It marked history in our in our journey. So we showed up, just to give them a recap. Yep. And it was sprinkling. Yeah, we thought, oh, it's going to pass. Yeah. And then it started fucking pouring. As soon as we put the tent down, yeah, it we, started coming down. Yeah, we us. start trying to open the tent, and it's just pouring. So we just hurry up, put the tent up, and it's still pouring on us. We check the apps. It's going to rain for the next hour or two. Yeah, it said literally from like two to four and like we could, while we were out there. While we were there and we're like, fuck, dude, nobody's going to stop by. But thankfully it did. It was just a pasada. Yeah. It kind of it stopped raining after a bit. And uh, yeah, it was it was all good vibes from there. We just started drinking it up, getting a little warmer with a little tequila. Yeah, we had uh, quite a few people, you know, the people who came by, you know, we appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. you stopping by and saying hi. I think at our peak, we probably hit 20. Yeah. I'd say. And uh, people in the neighboring booths would come over because we were playing Rage Cage. They're like, what's going on? Like, who are you? And, uh, and uh, yeah, we got our banner. Uh, if you have seen on our uh, on our social, we put them up on social media too. And on our dis- in our discords, we shared uh, what our banner looks like. So we're going to be using that at the at our, any future tailgates that we do. Yeah, and if, uh, you know, it's a pretty big banner. It's red, so it's kind of hard to miss. But, you know, we'll... Whenever our next one is coming up soon, hopefully, I'll let you know where we're we're at. And you guys can keep an eye out for that banner. Um, Yeah, we're hopefully planning one for the LA Galaxy versus Earthquakes Classico July 1st. That's our goal. We made this one happen on really short notice, so I'm hoping we can make something really cool out of this next one. Yeah, everyone was turned. Everyone everyone that stopped through was getting turned. And had a good time, you know, most of all. And we all got home safe, which is also really good thing that's the main thing. that's the main thing so and yeah the let's quicks one and the earthquakes one let's yeah go. we'll talk about it in a bit but we smacked lafc chivas usa <laughs> junior uh but yeah we'll go over that in a bit but thanks for listening in folks welcome back to goal-sided episode 47 
It's like we do this every time. Every single time. I need to check before. <laughs> yeah, episode 47 of Goal Side, almost at 50. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world of, fo- of football with Messi, with a new team in the MLS being announced. Uh, the Champions League is back this week, so there's a whole bunch of drama there. Premier League is getting closer and closer to finishing up. Uh, everyone is trying to fight for relegation or promotion, so we'll go over some of that stuff. You got Mankey starting playoffs now. U.S. Open Cup in, in the U.S. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff, and a lot of soccer coming up this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah, let's get it. So in top news, the first thing I wanted to call out was that new MLS team that's been announced. Uh, they haven't gone into too much detail, but apparently it's going to be a new San Diego team. Uh, a lot of people think it points to San Diego Loyal, yeah. but it actually does like the exact opposite. They've announced that it is a new ownership group out of San Diego and that it's not affiliated with San Diego Loyal. So that kind of is like a gut punch. Yeah, it's like a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face. And like they've been trying so hard for the past couple of years. And Donovan's their coach and co-owner or some shit. So like, yeah. and he's, he's been putting in work. Yeah, and they've been doing you know rather well and they have a big following too down in san diego um their kids are super sick charlie Uh, sponsors them charlie sponsors the mexican brand so i just don't understand why you can't just basically promote this team i I think it's a political thing probably it's a it's a who's who and there's a 500 million dollar expansion fee to move yourself up from any division to MLS from USL to MLS or whatever, yeah. or just to be a, birthed a club, as right. an MLS club. So that might have been a hurdle that San Diego Loyal couldn't get over. Or the ownership of San Diego Loyal, correct? Yeah, or the ownership of San Diego Loyal. They might not have had that kind of cheddar. Uh, they did release a statement today, San Diego Loyal. They uh, kind of going along the lines of saying that they are just finding out about this ownership group that intends to launch in san diego and that they're not going anywhere is what they're saying our plan is simple we aren't going anywhere that they're here with san diego that they're loyal they've been working hard yeah so it sounds like they're going to stay as a usl squad and just kind of keep grinding uh but ultimately there's limited spots in the mls yeah so i don't think that dream will come uh but yeah, it, it kind of sucks. They do try to kind of pull out the heartstrings of the loyal San Diego loyal followers. Uh, but yeah, that if you're a San Diego fan, the Mexican San Diego fans that I know of sports, they go to Tijuana right. to watch Los Cholos play when they want to watch soccer. So it was kind of sick knowing that they were going to have a San Diego team, and I figured it was them. It kind of hurts a little bit to know that it's... Yeah, it's and it would have been done. cool to see another California team you know, yeah. pop up and, and play in the MLS. And I feel like San Diego fans have been hurting with their teams. You know, like the Chargers left, the the Padres sometimes aren't doing too hard, yeah. they don't have a good stadium or whatever the case. And for them to get a new team, and I would I was hoping it's a San Diego Loyal, I still hope it's a San Diego Loyal, but, you know, seeing that franchise, that base of fans, it would have been amazing to see them in the yeah. MLS. Something tells me it's going to be a more generic version. So like loyal and the colors that they have are just a little bit too creative, I would say, for MLS right now. Yeah. Their MLS is changing team logos and making them a lot simpler. The 
colors on the jerseys, right? They're now starting to get a little bit more creative with jerseys, but like, I don't know, something tells me it's going to be like a San Diego FC. Yeah. San Diego City. Or some generic. Yeah. And they're going to play at Snapdragon, which is the new um, San Diego State football stadium. Oh, wow. So San Diego uh, invested a lot of money uh, in this stadium, and they're using it for the friendlies coming up for Mexico. Mexico. Uh, it's a humongous, amazing stadium. Uh, one of the big downfalls that it has, it doesn't have a lot of coverage uh, from, the, from sun. the sun. So when they uh, did their inaugural game this past season for football, it was one of the hottest days of the summer. And people were uh, like going around like crazy trying to find somewhere to find shade. Wow. Uh, it was going viral on TikTok because people were posting on like Twitter that uh, the memorabilia store had AC. So there was a fat line <laughs> just to go into the store to buy something, but it was just people trying to get out of the heat. Right. And they started giving away waters that they sell because people were overheating. Like it was crazy. But apparently in this plan, there's, they're going to uh, start making canopies, making coverage for people. So it's a little bit safer in the summer. That's insane, uh, man. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of facilities upgrades being planned for this. Uh, so it's going to be used not just for uh, San Diego State, but apparently for this professional team coming forward. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that group. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see who's in it. Apparently the actual announcement's coming pretty soon. And this San Diego Loyal tweet was basically confirming it's not San Diego Loyal. Right. <laughs> it's not them. They're not involved at all. So I think the something in me tells me they might pull like Donovan as a coach just so that they don't turn San Diego on its head against right, them against themselves. Yeah. Like it's going it to be just weird. It's like the, this snobby like league and group of people and players are just coming in and taking over and saying, Oh yeah, you stay over there. Yeah. You know, it's like they a little rich could come to town. That's, that's what makes me think it's, it's gotta be something uh, that's going to, they're going to do something to make it a little bit more local feel yeah. because they're taking the local feel out of it. They're gentrifying it with a new yeah. team. So I think having Donovan as your coach will make people be like, oh, okay, Donovan signed up for this new team. We should too. Right. Um, so, yeah. And they got to do it. Uh, it's in 2025, so they got to do it pretty fast because they got to build supporters groups. I wonder if they're going to go into the USL for a season. Um, they gotta, no, there's no way they're going to go into the USL first. They got to do something in the meanwhile. All right. On to some drama. Cristiano Ronaldo over at Al Nasser. Oh. Uh, in Saudi Arabia has uh, stirred up some drama because apparently everybody and their mamas wants to take pictures <laughs> with them and swap jerseys with them after the game. Expected players yeah, swap jerseys, right? And there's like it. a line for him. Uh, but this week he made the headlines because uh, a coach, one of the coaches from the opposing team, Al Khalij, actually went up and tried to take selfies with him after the game, and oh. that that infuriated Ronaldo. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was just going viral online because he was visibly offended by it. Um, and I, what do you think, Cesar? Was it extra? I mean, <clears throat> what was the final score after the game? This it was a 1-1 draw. Yeah, I mean. But Al-Khalij 
is they're in a relegation zone. So like, right? They're so not he's competing. <laughs> they're not a competing team, right? Like, so there's no reason why Cristiano's team couldn't take a dub, right? Yeah. So he's probably coming out of the game upset. frustrated, upset, pissed that they just tied a relegation zone team, and for the other uh, coach to just come up to your face as a player, any any player. You're just like, bro, like, the game just ended, like, let me go shower or whatever. And, like, there's just a time and a place to to do that kind of stuff. You don't just want to, you know, at the most awkward spot or, like, an, 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 just not the right timing. Yeah. Right? People are so. weird like that. They just want to pull up to a professional player and just ask for a, be disrespectful. For real. It, if people are weird like that. They either want something from them or sometimes they want to get something out of them. Like they want to get you angry, right? I mean, like some people get like they get off on that shit, right? Like they love that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm on the same boat. I think it's extra as a I don't think I've ever seen a coach go to another player and and fucking get starstruck. Right. No matter what, dog. Like not even when Liga Mekis plays like in Conca Champions or uh, in uh, the Club World Cup and not even Atlante, the coach would go and take a picture with Real Madrid's coach or like right. with a player with like a Galactico or some shit. Like that shit does not happen. No, no. And I think it's a level of like like an unwritten rule. Uh, yeah. The players can go because it's camaraderie. We just both sweated the shit out of our jerseys. Give me yours. But like, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's too much. It's too much, bro. Too much for me. Yeah, I don't think I would ever do. No. Some shit like that. No. I'm I'm of the I'm of the the mindset that like I also don't fangirl over celebrities too much. Me neither. So like at all. I might go dap them up and be like, dude, like I respect you. I'm I'm like obsessed with you like as a person and I love the shit. But I would never go screaming, I would never go chasing. Like um even in a game, I think I would just dap that fool up and be like, yo, if you you want soft Yeah, right. See, si, si coincidimos, si yeah. hablamos o Damn. algo. Yeah. You still got your jersey? Damn me up. Yeah, oh, bro. Oh shit, like, yeah? yeah. Cool. Alguien te la pidió? No, let's swap. Actually, actually, you know? But like to be fangirling over, you know, somebody, it's just weird. Yeah. True. <laughs> Talking about fangirling, king of fangirling, Messi. We're going to have a section. We should have a, a section of our podcast on this Messi saga, on the drama, oh, on bro. his where he's going, what's going on. So Messi apologized, and I've only seen memes of him being held hostage because the video looks funny. <laughs> He's, like, on a white background with a tuxedo on. I'll, like, it's not even, like, a fully, like, button-up tuxedo. <laughs> like, who put him in? Like, uh, Antonella probably, like, legit put him on him. Like, come on, put it on. And she's, like, standing right next to him, making sure he's doing, saying the right thing. She's Just holding like, the tripod with, like, the fucking phone. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was... That was also extra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he apologized and said, I didn't know we had, uh, we'd have practice I or something. We had the day off. Like, that's why I took the trip, you know? And throughout that whole video, I'm just thinking, like, yo, this fool's like, got forced to do this shit because he does not look like he yeah. wants to do it whatsoever. Also, Messi doesn't break rules usually, right? Oh, he's true. Not Balotelli type, he's not like a freaking Jack Grealish, right? So, like, it was kind of weird seeing him apologize because it's like, we've never seen him do this. No. And, like, really. a lot of people sometimes will do a tweet or something, but, like, it sounds like his deal is closer than ever right now. Al-Hilal. Yeah. Sounds like money talks. It, it sounds like that, and it's 
Honestly, I'm kind of upset that he's going to Saudi Arabia. Like MLS, you can put some shit together for him. Like, yeah, but I mean, for 400 million, you got to go and fucking you. You got to do like the Beckham thing and like right. promise him a, another team or some shit. Like, like find you got to give him equity, equity in the league, equity in a team. Legit, like, but it, but like, can you just imagine? Messi coming here, yeah, like that would ex- it would explode. I mean, he's already like a king of Miami or type right. of thing, right? Like, and like, Argentina's making their headquarters in Miami. That's exactly so, why I thought he was was like perfect for him to go there, and he loves Miami. That full vacations there, you know. It's like Americans that don't watch football whatsoever; they only know of Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, and now Mbappe sometimes. Yeah. But like, just imagine Messi coming here. Like it would be insane. It would be fucking insane. But I give props to Saudi Arabia because they're taking them there and they're creating what they had in La Liga. Mm-hmm. This Messi against Cristiano Ronaldo again. It'd be so yeah. People are gonna insane. be traveling from all over the world to yep. go see it one more time. To go like they're gonna create a classico type of thing between them. I don't see it outliving them. No. Like the moment that they leave, nobody's gonna fucking keep going to an Al Hilal <laughs> game. But. Uh, they can totally take advantage of it while they can, and I bet you they're gonna make their money back off of four hundred million, no matter what. Like easy, it's gonna be. Cra- I-, I might even buy Al Hilal jersey. <laughs> Who knows? What the or hell? tune in or fucking buy a streaming service for, for real? No, people are gonna tune in. Yeah, one way or another. Speaking of Barcelona transfers, just today or yesterday, they yeah. said Hill Busquets has officially announced that he's not coming back next season to Barcelona. And the end of an era, man. The end of an era. He was the last remaining player from that Pep Guardiola team. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I've been seeing so many um, highlight videos, and they're not yeah. even what you would consider highlights because it's at the six. It's in the middle of the park, and he's just turning fools left and right. A little just leg shake so sends players one way, it. another. Just a little turn, half turn, full turn, this way, that way. Yeah. And he just has the field wide open based off of body feints, shoulder feints. I was watching a a video or a narration of when he started. He started over Yaya Toure. Pep decided to go for this young, I don't remember if he was like 19 or 20 year old that nobody knew. Mm -hmm. Coming from uh, the third division, right, from Barcelona's Inferiores. And taking over Yair Ture's spot. Yair Ture had to leave in order for him to get playing time because Busquets was just fucking that raw. kid was that good. Busquets did not disappoint. He was the most, like, probably the most solid midfielder in that decade. Countless awards. Crazy how well he did. Looks like a fucking weirdo, but, I mean, (laughs) fuck it. And he wasn't the fastest. No, no, no. It was all about the movement of his body. It It was all in the brains. The brain moving around, being in the right space. Tiki Taka, you did not need to be the fastest no. by any means. And he was, him in that middle was heart and soul of that along with everyone in that mid. And now he's rumored to be going either following Messi to Al-Hilal or to the MLS to like uh, Inter Miami. I don't understand what the hell Inter Miami has that everyone. It's the beach, it's the, bro. It's, it's the crazy. Palm trees. It's crazy how much the location, 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 location matters. Nobody's gonna fucking go to Kansas City. No, there were <laughs> there was like 
some stupid ass rumors that Ronaldo is going to Kansas City. Bruh. In what fucking universe? Why? Why would he go to Missouri? No, never. It's crazy. But no, for, that's why the quakes us quakes we don't get anybody. No, we don't. We get trophies. Yeah, brother, because like they're not paying people hella. And then there's no fucking popping off beaches. We don't got the influencers. We don't got the fucking the BBLs over right. here. That's what Miami's got. Exactly so you, what Miami's you got. You want to go there to play, retire, go party on Friday night, Saturday after your game. You know, hang hit out with the beach. Hang out with Rodolfo Pizarro. I'll go hit the yachts. Damn, for real. You live like a king. Yeah, have a little Cubana. Cuba. Ay. <laughs> Rico. All right. Yeah, but yeah, best of luck to Busquets in his career. His future endeavors. Um, let's take it around the league, Cesar. Let's do it. We had La Champions came back and it, it did not disappoint. We had Real Madrid versus Manchester City yesterday on Tuesday. Uh I thought it was a really good match. I was hoping for more goals. I bet on more goals, stupidly. <laughs> uh, but dude, it was a really good match, well fought out. I thought I thought Madrid could maybe sneak it out, uh, but yeah, Manchester City is just they they cannot like lose right now. I just feel like they've hit a great spot where they're like doing really well in in English Premier League. But I also feel like they're just tired of being that team that just never makes it to the final. Yeah, you know they're just over it, especially what happened last year. I felt like Kevin De Bruyne. This game was just it was. They had that dog in him. Yeah, that full in his goal, he almost started crying. Right. Uh, if you saw him, because that full every big game that he's had, he's gotten injured. Um, he tweaked something with Belgium. He tweaked something with City last year, like and he couldn't like pull through in the biggest of games, right? So he's it's probably so much frustration being let out, and he yeah. fucking smacked a banger. Fucking banger. Man. Holy shit. That shit was so fucking nice. The technical ability needed to hit the ball, just fucking swipe at it, and to have it be six inches off of the ground the whole way, not go up, not no. go down, not bounce, not skid, but just fucking laser a in. laser, a rocket. Holy shit. Both uh, of the goals. Vin- Vinny's goal. Vinny's goal was like. Wrap around, typical wrap around, pull, cut in, 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 bang. Camavinga's run for that too, like beautiful. You know, Camavinga. I really like watching him play, and it's wild because he plays plays like the six almost right. He plays more central, but yeah. they pad him out wide, and he's like, "I got this." Yeah, I'm not tripping. And granted, he made that mistake against uh, that led up to the goal. Yeah, and he's done mistakes like that before that lead lead up to goals. But you know, for him to be doing what he's doing in Real Madrid, and for Real Madrid to Keep playing him. Keep giving him that playing time. Esa confianza. Yeah. Si fuera en México y haces un error así, vámonos yeah. a la banca. A, a la, la tercera. A la tercera. But, but watching these these young Vinicius, um, him, watching yeah. them play is crazy. And it, it is crazy because, like, uh, to give him the confidence over somebody like Nacho Fernandez, who has been that outside back, but, like, it's just a completely other world with Camavinga. Because yeah. he gives you that flexibility that run down the line like and that's what they wanted right they wanted everybody to be at top level running passing everything involved in the game and it was a really good match it was yeah it could have gone either way yeah towards the end after the De Bruyne goal it totally kind of shifted back to City and I thought they were going to get something else Uh, but 
No, yeah, they were both trying to kind of neutralize. Did you see the videos of Rudiger? Of Rudiger yeah. holding down Holland. I was like, bro, like, why has no Premier League defender done this to Holland? A lot of them, I mean, don't have that confidence, don't have that ability, they don't have the support either, right? True. But like, you're not gonna see Dunk. You're not gonna see Burn. You're not gonna see like I mean, I could see somebody like Gabriel from Arsenal should be doing that one on one just on him the whole tight. time. Don't let him breathe. Yeah. But you need somebody with that dog in him and that yeah. fool's like, Hey, I'm not in your league. I'm in a different league and I'm the I'm the fucking big dog over here. So Soy el cabron. But so. the other the thing about it is you try to neutralize him and if uh Pep can shift around it, it doesn't fucking matter. And we've seen that against Arsenal. Like you take Holland out of the equation, Bernardo Silva will kill you. Madres will kill you. Grealish has been turning it on lately, right? And it like it worked out in this game that like the only goal that they got was off of a banger long ball. But that's the risk that you take if you take Rudiger out of the game to just fucking literally press him. You have the luxury of having Alava who's fucking amazing. But um if you're any other team, sometimes you can't take out a full player out of your back four, right? But no, dude, this was a fucking masterpiece of a it's, game. It was a masterpiece. It was like an orchestra playing, and you're just sitting there enjoying it, loving it. The and, full 90 plus minutes. And then we got uh, Inter versus Milan today. I felt Jeez. I feel like nobody oh. was like really caring that much. But it was a great game. It was a great game. First half was great. Yeah, 2-0. Uh, Inter took it home. Uh, now they And now they're going to be at, well, at their stadium now. And yeah, two, but... Who scored? So, Edin Sheko scored. Uh huh. And uh, was Mikitarian scored the two zero. It was a los, flashback. Los tios, los abuelitos. Los yeah, abuel- almost. For, for real, it was a, I thought I was in 2015. <laughs> I thought Zeko was at uh, City, City, and Mikitarian was at Borussia Dortmund in Bro. fucking 2015. And then Mikitarian was still dropping down and helping out in defense. Yeah, like. Uh, Mil- uh, fucking Inter Milan that first half they were defending mm-hmm. with their lives man it was fun to watch I I just honestly don't think that either of these teams are going to have a chance in the final oh. but you never know at that point but like Inter just looked so much better than Milan in this game they looked like they had more chances clear chances they put them away uh, they almost got a third goal I, the the two goals were like in the span of the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was like 2-0 already. Almost three because they hit one off of the post. Yeah. Mkhitaryan almost got a, a brace. So it's just crazy to, to see that AC Milan just went into that game fucking half asleep. Yeah. I, I thought AC Milan was going to turn it on a lot more because they, they're the younger team. Leao didn't play today, right? He's, no, he's, he's injured. injured. Yeah. And so it, there's no expected return date. So Yeah. I mean, they they got to test them next week. Right. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? It looks like this team runs around him yeah. because of how de- like how not lethal they looked without right. him, right? And then the other attacking option was um, the left back. Deo Hernandez, yeah. Hernandez. But you had Dumfries, the Dutch, locking him down. You see, the Hava, see, Deo Hernandez would come inside and attack. Dumfries was like, oh, I'm gone. Let's go. Dumfries has been channel. solid since that World Cup, man. 
Fuck yeah. Made a name of himself. But so it, the it, AC, Inter Milan neutralized AC Milan. Yeah. Thousand percent today. Yeah. And I mean, they tried with the subs with Messias, but the Brazilian who's been doing well in Liga uh, with Origi. Origi came in. But nothing worked. And uh, they didn't even put my boy Charles de Ketelaire. Remember in the fucking the World Cup? I called him out as a, a player to keep an eye on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they didn't even put my boy Slatan. Zlatan is even, he's not even around anymore. <laughs> he's there. He's just, uh, I think he's injured. He's injured and doesn't get called up yeah. anymore. He's probably struggling to get back. But that fool's like 41. That little, yeah, that fool is. Yeah, it's got him in the way. He's there for the leadership, man. Yeah, that's all you got. All right. So, yeah, we'll get the next round. Manchester City, Real Madrid, it's up in there, right? Yeah. But City get it at home now. Yep. I kind of looked at, towards the end of the game like both teams were okay with taking a draw. But City at home is going to be tough. But single elimination Madrid is always on it. It's it's going to be a toss up. The bets, the house bets are going to be wild. Yeah, Inter looks like they got it. Never know. So it's going to be a good one. Tantito is going to be popping off. So, but I do. I think uh, the City Madrid side of the brackets got it, no matter what. But who do you got? I, I think Madrid's gonna pull it out. Okay, well, I think they're. The, I think they're gonna continue that Pep curse. Yeah, at City. Pep is Pep is like frustration buildup is so similar to like Messi's with the World Cup. It's kind of crazy. Like it was just needed for a tumultuous, amazing career to just pop it off. Even though Pep's had champions with other teams, I think he really needs it with City to just be like. All right, I could fucking leave after these financial issues, after all these fucking the player issues, like who's who and all these things. I can leave if I want because I've won the champions at like everywhere that I've been. Yeah. I think this is their year. I think they're going to win it this year. I, I've said it in past years. I think it's up to, I think it's ultimately if Kevin De Bruyne shows up and he's gotten injured at everything. But if he's, if he can turn it on, he, there's no lack of resources for him to fucking turn it on with. So yeah, let's, let's go. go. It's gonna be popping next week. So let's move on to Premier League game week 35. The standings didn't really move. City beat Leeds. Arsenal beat Newcastle. Um, I I wanted to go over the the Arsenal game a little bit. Two zero over your Newcastle. Your tunes, yeah, man. What the fuck? The tune. The tunes didn't show up. The uh, tune this past weekend. The tune was not up. Um, I just felt like. Arsenal came out really strong, and Newcastle was a bit unlucky. Um, Newcastle, uh, Arsenal has been a good team. It's just, you know, they kind of bottled it at the end. Um, they're, not, they're not a bad team. They're still a really good team. So Newcastle are not at, at that standard yet. Hopefully by next season, my tunes come through. But oh, this game, they we just were unlucky and a bit overpowered. Yeah. That's my Montampoco way. Be fucking nah. Be realistic about this shit, dog. Art. So in the second half, your pinche up the tune. They on Newcastle started turning it on a little bit more, right? But in that first half, it was complete. It was way too easy for Arsenal. And then they finally Newcastle started turning it on a little bit towards the end. Uh, Ramsdale had to come out and save a couple, but I mean, so did Nick Pope. And like, I I just I didn't feel like they were in danger of losing that game. It looked. 
more to me like Arsenal's going to make the 3-0 because Newcastle just couldn't put one away. That's what I'm right? saying. But it's not luck, dog. It's No, but like um, one of the center backs had a – it was a cross. I don't remember if it was a free kick or a corner kick, but it was a cross. He headed it, and it went straight to – To Ramsdale. To Ramsdale. Yeah. And he yeah. had an amazing cat reflex yeah. save, right? But the point is, like, you're, like, at this uh, six-yard line, five-yard line. Like, put it anywhere else, and, it, and it's a goal, and it turns the game. Yeah. Right? And then there was another one that I hit the post, right, in the first half. It's just, like, you put these away, and it becomes a whole different ball game, right? And then unlucky at the pinche on goal también. Yeah, but you know how it goes. Like, if you put one away against Arsenal, they fucking start turning back on, right? So it can... It can easily like just light their fire again, and they put a little bit more pressure. But I mean, for Arsenal, it was the best case scenario because Newcastle's right. a very strong team, exactly, yeah. and they were able to uh, hold their own. Newcastle in third place, able to hold their own and uh, not have to put that much uh, like intensity. I guess I would say because I think they did lower that intensity towards the end. But they're probably just trying to save themselves. Like, all right, we made past this hurdle. Now we got to focus on the next thing, right? Like, yes, let's put this game away, but game we management. still got we got more games to go. It was killer because now they got Brighton coming up. And uh, speaking of Brighton, Brighton got smacked five one by Everton. Oh, that game was crazy! It was crazy. <laughs> Literally, the fucking the Everton players look like fucking Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi out there. Yeah, they, man. They look like fucking prime Barcelona, prime Argentina this past World Cup. They were they getting tiki-taka. They were the getting... The counterattacks were insane. Like, bro, Everton, all of a sudden, they had this one insane game. Is Yeah, it was unbelievable how good they were doing. They looked so solid. No, Yeah, McNeil was fucking taking guys down the line. Like, the last goal, he ran it from, like, half field down the line and then smacked a goalie post. Yeah. I was like... And it was, like, the 90th minute, and my homie still had gas in the tank. This was, like, nah, the 4-1, I'm going to put you guys in the dirt. Right, and then the fourth goal, did you see he... I think it was him again, ran down the line, took a couple players, passed it, and then the, the forward just casually went around the goalie and started celebrating before the yeah. ball even went inside yeah it was him he a little faint on the keeper and just walked it in just tapped it in he was like let's celebrating go before he even crossed the line and he's like let's go i mean brighton having jason Steele at keep i don't i honestly i know uh robert sanchez was coming off of an injury a while back and he became like the cup goalie but dude that's too much quality to have on the bench that's a grown-ass man he, yeah. he killed it against united when they got eliminated in uh, the cup FA in cup. the FA Cup, yeah, he killed it. He had some amazing saves on Rashford. Like sometimes, you just got to put the best players out there. And this guy had the worst game. He had a three point one foot mob rating. Yeah, I mean, it's just shitty. You know, I feel like the Zerbi didn't get this game right, and I feel like the whole team itself had a gloomy day, and Everton as well had the best games of their lives. Like everything went. Good for Everton. Everything that could have gone bad did go bad for Brighton. Yeah. So oh, man. that's the scoreline we're seeing. But that's a rude awakening for a Brighton squad that's trying to be top of the league, right? They're trying to be trying at the to be top, top four, top five. They're uh-huh. they if with this win they would have gone top six. They would have been in sixth above right. of Tottenham. And now they're two points away from six Tottenham. 
Uh, five, seven points now away from fifth Liverpool for the last European for squad. The, European, yeah. the last European spot. The same thing with Arsenal tying Southampton, but it's like, yeah, you got the game wrong. Like, yeah. no. How do you get the game wrong against the last and third to last, fourth to last place? get it so wrong? If it was maybe 2-1, then I'd tight be like, game. Yeah. tight game. Like, shit went wrong. But you're telling me it's a 5-1? At home. At home? You just played at home. It's not telling me that you're fatigued from the traveling, so much traveling you do in England. There's like, no fucking so much traveling in England. <laughs> I'm dead. Like, a fucking 30 minute flight. Yeah, man. Fucking California is bigger. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just insane that the scoreline was what it was. I was at work and I was like, bro, there's no way this is going on right now. No fucking way. Yeah. The, with that, Everton is getting a little bit of a buffer. Now they're at 32, two points ahead of Leicester and Leeds that are in the last and second to last spots for uh, relegation. Uh, so that that was beautiful three points, much needed. Yeah. Saving themselves, this historic club, from going down. We still got three games to go, so anything can happen in those. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting next three games. Yeah. Speaking of getting out of relegation, Chelsea, they finally win over Bournemouth. And I swear, I don't know if it was a joke, if it was a meme, but I saw that um, Frank Lampard was like, well, we're not going down. <laughs> I'm dead. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> because they were, dude, Chelsea was like in the mud all of the month of April. Like they had only scored one. They scored goal. one goal. There was a compilation video that was like best goal. Best long goal, yeah, best uh, goal, best pass to a goal, like best assist, fastest goal, fastest goal, it was like, the same goal. Jeez, man, I was dying. But yeah, they got a three-one win. Connor Gallagher, Barrio Chile, and Felix—three unlikely heroes scoring. But I like Gallagher, man. Gallagher, I feel like he's like he can be a really special player. Yeah, but all you know, he, just gotta be consistent. He's also a homegrown, right? So yeah. like, I mean. If shit's not working out for you, put it, put the kids in, right? right? Put it, put your own and let them bring you out of that mud. So yeah, we'll see if Chelsea can keep that amazing streak of one game, one in a row going. Yeah. And they got some pretty big names coming up. Nottingham Forest that is fighting relegation. They got Man City and that's fighting with Arsenal. Uh, Manchester United fighting to stay in the top four. Newcastle, same thing with them. Yeah, you know, the next four games are going to be. It almost feels like Chelsea can be a deciding factor for a lot of areas in yeah. the table. The only one that I want them to win is against City. Against City, <laughs> let's go take them out, Chelsea. West Ham beat United, and now they're only one point. Uh, United is from falling out of top four, out of nowhere. Yeah, Liverpool's coming out of nowhere. Sixty-two points. Manchester United sixty-three, but they have a game in hand. But it's crazy how the tables have turned, and Liverpool's all of a sudden turning it on. Yeah, um, Manchester United has gone into a bit of a ruckus because they just can't find form. Yeah, like whatever so they do, they lost two in a row against Brighton and now against West Ham. Uh, so they're not looking too hot. A lot of their there are players that were just on another level. I think they're just starting to cool off a little bit. Bruno Fernandes hasn't really come back the same since that injury that he had. And Rashford hasn't 
turn it he he's not that amazing rasher that we just saw a month or two ago right right and then warhost is warming up hitting fans in the head because he skies them so it's just hard for for united to to find that rhythm again i also swear they were doing a little bit better without ericsson damn Maybe they're not as dynamic I, as fast as i kind of feel like at the beginning of the season ericsson was providing like that balance that extra piece of creativity and he, he has that creativity, but they were doing bad at the beginning of the season. They, they were super inconsistent, right? Like right before the World Cup. Yeah, right? yeah. And I mean, nobody loves Fred, but like <laughs> he was like he was busting his ass off in there, right? And now you have Sabitzer. Yeah, put the guy in, man. Sabitzer's a fucking monster, and I, I isn't I he only on loan? Yeah, and he didn't even start that. Yeah, game. he's only on loan. Use him while you can. You're try, you're trying to stay up top four. Put your best squad in. Ay <laughs> Take coaching advice from Goldside, right. apparently. Nottingham Forest got a win, too, and they jump out of relegation. Yeah, that was a big game for them. Yeah, uh, so they beat uh, Southampton 4-3. to three. Southampton needed those points uh, to stay in the race. They're, I think they're basically out. They're eight points from saving themselves right now. Right now. With three, three games left. Right, so, so nine uh, possible points, and you... Hoping Nottingham Forest loses, leads, loses all three. Everyone, games. Everyone, everyone above you needs to lose every game. It's not, yeah, and score as many goals as possible. Bring out the calculator and start doing your freaking no, yeah, it's calculation. Over. Basically man. over. So we got we got a new relegation zone, right? So I'll I'll go over that. We got we got Leicester, we got Leeds, and we got Southampton at the bottom. 30, 30, 24. Everton and Nottingham Forest now saved with thirty three and thirty two respectively. West Ham is clear, 37 points now. Yeah. Everyone up there from there is good. So now it becomes a three, five team race. A five team race. One of them basically locked in. Uh, so more of a spot for 18 and more of a race for 18 and 19. So you can uh, really uh, get out of that. I just hope Nottingham Forest stays up. They got that boy Navas there. Yeah, Keylor Navas. But he's, got a, he's going back anyway. But I mean, everyone at Leicester is a recent. Premier League winner, which you don't have a lot of because of City's tyranny lately, right? Recently, that was like 2016, 20. Bro, that's how many champions have been there been since then? City's won three in a row. You're right. Yeah, there have not been that many, and there have not been any outside of like the big six, right? Yeah. So, like, to see a team, a little guy like Leicester win it, and now they're going to relegation. No, hell no. And then Leeds, I mean, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Go away. I did see people on Twitter being like, uh, uh, some Americans were like hella like hating on Leeds and stuff. And some fool retweeted it like a Leeds fan and was like, hey, if we go to relegation, at least we'll get rid of these American twats from our feed. <laughs> Let's go. I was dying. But yeah, yeah I, I'd be interested to see what happens with McKenney, what happens with Tyler Adams, what happens with Brandon Aronson. And it kinda it's kinda shitty because you have like so many Americans in a single team and now they're fighting for relegation. You know, I don't, kinda, they're not the problem. They're not. They're I good players. It. They can all three of those I think can play on mid to up right. They can mid, play in like midish table teams. Like Wolves or like Crystal yeah. Palace or like Tyler you know, Adams can play in a fucking like Fulham. Uh, Fulham yeah, in a great really team. Well. But like some of the other pieces just don't fit. And then 
fuck, if you have to depend on fucking Patrick Bamford to score, right. Jesus Christ. Rodrigo Moreno's a great player. But he's not your... But he's not there all the time. Sometimes he's played out of position. Like right. He's not your natural goal, goal scorer that you need. Yeah. And Bamford had that injury and just hasn't been the same. Yeah. And that back line is water. Easy. Yeah. So, doesn't help. All right. Let's move on to La Liga. Let's do it. In España, uh, actually, not even La Liga. In España, we had Copa del Rey this weekend. Real Madrid won it. Two to one. Their 20th Copa del Rey. At the beginning of it, I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna bottle that, but they were able to come through. Yeah, Rodrigo put the two in for Real Madrid, and I. Th- yeah, I thought he got a brace when they when Osasuna tied it up. I thought Real Madrid was gonna end up sleeping like they have been in La Liga. Yeah, I thought it was gonna get interesting, but they're like, nah, give me my trophy, give me my money, and let's go, let's go to champions. Y vamos a tirar party. Y va a haber party. Um, so the one thing I did know, I was going through the La Liga table, and Sevilla is just one win away from the last Europa spot. If Sevilla win, they tie Girona at forty-seven. They their goal differential shit, so they have to fix that up. But they'd be basically tied for the last Europa spot, which they are the kings of. And which just a month or two ago, we were saying how they were in the mud. They were so close to relegation. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's crazy how, like, it kind of shows you, it tells you how tight that middle pack of La Liga is. Yeah. You can get a few wins. You just bounce. bounce. I mean, we've seen Mallorca, we followed Mallorca a bit on here. And those fools, they'll win two games and then they lose three. Right. And then they draw two and then they win one. And it's, it's interesting if you like like that league, you know, porque sube, tiene alto y bajos. I feel like if, if you're a mid table fan of a team, like it's just heartbreaking. <laughs> so much, like you probably so have much high stress. You have high blood pressure or some <laughs> shit. All right. In, uh, in Germany, Bayern still got that one point lead. Them and Dortmund won. Dortmund got a 6 0 win. Julian Brandt got three assists. Adeyemi got two goals and an assist, and he missed a penalty kick. Jude Bellingham got a brace. Typical Bundesliga. Wolfsburg just decided not to show up. Yeah, they're like in seventh place, so it's kind of sad. Just Your seventh place should not be getting smacked. No, definitely 6-0. not. 6-0. I mean, granted, United got smacked by Liverpool. Yeah. 7-0. <laughs> yeah. Damn. But anyways. That's the part that United fans skip. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Dortmund just turned it on that game, and they're one point away. From Bayern at 65. Um, so it's going to get interesting. They did so well. They were winning by so much that they even put Gio Reyna in. Oh, shoot. Sure. Like 20, 30 minutes instead of his usual, like, eight. <laughs> put, put the boy in, man. That was a fucking baller. Give him a shot. I know he gets injured every game, but, like, you're going to offload him anyways. Yeah, just put Raise him in. market value. And hopefully he gets a... Good, like thirty minutes scores, gets an assist, and sell them. And then sell them to Chelsea or to whoever's game promoting Premier League or something. Algo. All right, in Italy, Napoli, they uh, they crowned themselves Serie A champions. They got El Scudetto off of a Osimen penalty kick that gave them the win, uh, and it was a fucking party, man. It was a party. The whole fucking stand, everyone in the stands came in. 
Bro, even like when they tied against Udinense. Yeah, against Udinense. Did you see the scenes in Napoli? In the city, they were popping. The they hadn't even statistically won yet. And they were parting it up. So many fireworks. Yeah, yeah body. Doing what Maradona used to do back in the oh day. All that stuff, man. In and the now, bathrooms, <laughs> I'm sure they were doing exactly. And, and they're playing that song, Se me quito, <laughs> se me quito. <laughs> no, but now that they did it at home, bro, it was, it was the biggest party Napoli fucking had in a while. Those fools are they waited 30 something plus years for, for this Scudetto to happen. Well so. deserved. This team was well put together, well coached. Um, it, just talking about how well this team is put together, the coach felt like amazingly on this team. Yeah. Because Chucky Lozano had a couple of points to bring up about how bad it was transitioning from uh, Carlo Ancelotti, who we all know is amazing as a coach, but it just wasn't a good fit there, to then putting. Uh, Gattuso and that uh, Chucky just talked about the chemistry and the team not being there the chemistry with him not being there and him not getting any minutes and Gattuso not playing not getting goals not doing anything and then they bring this coach in and it all just fucking clicks yeah and you get an amazing striker out of Osi men you get one of the fucking future amazing gems out of Kvarchkelia he teaches a- Chucky how to fucking hustle yeah and then the the center back line, bro. Like you had this, Korea, uh, the Korean center the Korean back. He's, center, he's going. He's rumored to Manchester United now. It's like this gems, which they were rough before. Nobody knew their names. Nobody knew who they were, but they come into this team and they fit so well and they work great. And now they're off. Yeah, Min Jae Kim. Min Jae Kim. Um, apparently, Napoli has said like that they didn't want to even hear any. Any uh, transfer talk about him? Didn't want to hear any negotiations, but now they're saying that they'll that they can't really reject anything over sixty mil. Wow! So there's rumors that United will come. All right, Cremonese get a win at the bottom, uh, but they uh, Elas Verona still got a win, so it didn't really help at all. They still six points from saving themselves. They have twelve points left. They got four games left in Italy, so. Who knows? It's a race, but what just got confirmed for uh, Johan Vasquez, for our uh, Selección de Mexico fans, Genoa just just completely, they just confirmed their uh, promotion. So no matter what, he's staying. In he's Serie staying. A. And he came out of that game with a banger of a he- header. Yeah. He scored a banger goal. He did score a goal. I think this is going to be a bit of an experiment to kind of see what happens with relegation and promotion. Mexicans will really get a good eye on it because we've been talking about on the podcast that um, how Jesus Martinez or, uh, from Pachuca yeah. mentioned that like if you go down, maybe it's because you deserve it, but you work your ass up and you grow the city and the city fall, falls behind you and all these things. We're going to see if Henoa comes up with a better squad around Johan Vasquez now. Maybe the team will get more funding, more players, better players, bigger names, better coach um, to do something to stay up. Because they had a big campaign I saw on social media about it was only one year was what they were pitching, saying like, our bad. We went, to, we went to the second division, but we're back after one year. So I assume they would learn their lesson and not fucking fuck around and 
yeah. not stack the team. Yeah, and Genoa is a historic club. They were founded 129 years ago. Like, they're a historic club in that city. To those fans, Bajando going to Serie B was a slap in the face, and they don't want to see the, it anymore. So now having them come up, I, I just know they're going to come in with a bang and do really well. Yeah. And I just hope they start our boy. Johan you got to start, start the boy. And he's gotta been be doing really there. well. This past few games, he's been fucking killing it. If we're doing relegation watch, Sampdoria officially relegated there, even though they still got four games left. The other two spots are still to be confirmed. In the Netherlands, Santi, our Santi Santi in El Cielo, scored a brace for Feyenoord. He's now the third highest goal scorer, and he only needs two goals to pass Sidney Van Hoogdonk and and Anastasios Duvikas. That was a better one, bro. From uh, from Herinvin and from Utrecht, respectively. Um, and then it's Xavi Simons at 15 and Santi Jimenez at 14. I've been seeing on Twitter that people are just like backing them up like, dog, you got three games left. You can do this. And their last three games are pretty favorable. They're against uh, go-ahead Eagles. What a name. Um, who are uh, mid to low table. And then they got uh, MN, who is low table, right outside of relegation. And then you got Vitesse, who's right above them. So pretty favorable for him. Not too bad. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll see in our in our Santi Tracker yeah, if he can get it. To Like we mentioned, got to race that stock up, man. They're already talking about rumors, him going to Italy, to Lazio. To Lazio for, for 15, 15 mil. mil. Which is not that. It's So that's a good hefty change. That's a good initial. But Cruz Azul has 50% of that card. No. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Is? 70. So That's they, even no, fucking sorry, worse. No, 30. Is it so, 30? Yeah. So Feyenoord has the other 70. So Cruz Azul owns a good amount of his carta, and they get a big chunk of that. So yeah. they got to buff that shit up because they paid four, five, four. No, so they paid an initial four, but yeah, then they based paid on four. his performance, they had to pay an extra, I think it was three. Yeah. So they probably paid it. They did. They yeah. had to. Yeah, so they paid seven. Uh huh. They got to make up seven. Right. Fifteen will get you if it's thirty percent. Will get you a cool twelve, something yeah. like that, right? Which they're not in it for five mil off of a goleador like Santi. No, minimum ten, fifteen. And when he was started doing good, I think the price tag they were estimating was like about twenty five to thirty. Yeah. So, which I mean, makes sense if he can if he can fight for that top spot right. of the league. It, the, that's a big thing. The title of he was the goleador of, of a amazing development league. Yeah. Take him Premier yeah. League. Take him Italy. Take him España. And the list is growing, man. The list yeah. is growing. So that's he has funny. to, if he wants to go to a big club, to a good club, you know, he has to try to break, try to get that goal. It's exciting spot. that he went from goleador of um, tied for Europa League and kind of like the super sub slash Europa League killer to now just doing it everywhere. Yeah. Right. His goals this past week were all amazing movement into space behind defenders. Won't be one against the keeper. Put it away. Boom. Fácil. 
and I attribute all of that to Robin Van Pierce. Dude, Van Percy, sorry. He's probably learning so much from Van Bro, Percy. So one of my biggest things is that I really want him to stay one more season at Feyenoord because of him. I think he needs to because they're going to get uh, Champions League experience, right? Yeah. So I think he needs to stay there. And I would prefer if his Champions League debut were with this team as underdogs, just fucking fighting it out. Right. Then if he went to Lazio, who's second place in in, in uh, Italy, mm-hmm. and then they throw him in and he doesn't fucking show up and they get out of Champions League next year, out of top four, and it's just like, oh, well, we we bet on this young kid and he didn't fucking do it. Right. I think there are, there are levels to it. He did so good to get them to Champions League. It would be sick if he stayed, developed that, uh, and then maybe build the team around and then yeah. uh, and then go somewhere else. All while being guided with by RVP. All under RVP. Uh, speaking of somebody that needs to be under RVP, Ricardo Pepe. He got a goal with Groningen this week. He's at twelve, so he kind of he kind of fell asleep for a little bit, and Santi fucking swooped him. Uh, but I, he's having a great season, and for Groningen, he has over like forty percent of their goals. Crazy for one player to have that meant to have that much. But they're they are actually officially relegated now. Groningen, so is Cambor from the Netherlands. But yeah, rumors are that he might go to Feyenoord. I think it's more of a backup plan if Santi leaves, because uh, they also have Danilo still, who was an easy starter when Santi wasn't there. But like, I don't maybe go to PSV. Right, they've been struggling since yeah. uh, uh, losing a lot of their strikers, or or even Ajax when they lost uh, Sebastian Haller. Yeah. Like, just try to fit into maybe a better squad and show that you can put even more goals up, right? That and, you can do better. Right, and we got to keep in mind this guy is only 20 years old. So he's still really young. Exactly. Yeah, so more to come from him. All the light is shining on Santi in that league. But just six months ago, it was shining on Pep because he was outscoring him because he got every minute, right? And I also want to shout out Xavi Simmons because he's also been tearing it up. Mm-hmm. He's a young star. Uh, moving away from Europe, I did want to squeeze in Boca versus River that happened this weekend. El Clásico in Argentina. Yeah, they got a late, uh, River Plate got a late goal, a winning goal by Miguel Borja, el Colombiano. He got a penalty kick at the very last minute in the 93rd minute, scored it. And put away Boca Juniors, who's been struggling this season. Rivers at the top of the table, so it kind of made sense that they won. But all fucking hell broke loose <laughs> after that. He went and celebrated in the corner, put on a shirt that said, I don't know, some some philanthropic shirt, his mama or something. And he looks back and everyone's fighting. Everyone and they mamas. Everyone. And goddamn, if there's not a league that gets more red cards and yellow cards than La Argentina, way. Every time I look up the stats, it's fucking sea of yellow. And then in the 95th, some fool gets a red. <laughs> and then the 103rd, another fool another gets a red. Fool. Like, those fools are still playing 90s soccer. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's one of the last Clásicos that still gives you that 90s. Hey, I'm gonna break someone's ankles, bro. Yeah, and we're if gonna... shit's not going my way, I'm gonna fucking take an ankle. Yeah, I'm taking someone with me. I don't care who it is. For real, 
the like embodiment of la pelota el jugador nunca los nunca dos nunca los dos like for real Agustín Palavecino red in the 90 90 plus 13 Elias Gomez Ezequiel Centurion Miguel Merentiel Nicolás Valentini Ignacio Fernandez Jorge Almirón I felt like I was just reading like attendance like at an <laughs> Eastside San Jose high school for real dude <laughs> Bro, seven red cards. Holy shit. And honestly, there should have been more. <laughs> you no, know, yeah. And Jorge Almiron is the coach of the Boca. Right. And, and yeah, man. That shit was like my Sunday league team. For real. <laughs> well, no, I putazos, wey. Putazos, wey. Ya que. So in the first half by itself, there was eight. Eight yellows, man. And then there was one in the second half. And look. Two, one in the 93rd. Yeah, no, yeah. One until the 93rd. So, más calvadito the second half, you know? But then somebody wins it. Yeah. It's going to piss you off. And, hell, and to be honest, that PK was a little soft. Yeah. A little on the soft side. So, but I mean, nonetheless, you know, los putazos no se dan. Si quieres putazos, me al ring. Entrale. Pero, you know, that's Boca and River for you. Yeah. You know? They don't and fuck I, around, dog. They and get, I packed. El Monumental. So it had like 80,000 heads or something like that. It's crazy. You know, if they had that shit in yeah, Bocas, La uh, Bombonera, that shit would fall apart. You know, yeah, that, shit's, man. that shit's put together by fucking super glue. Duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen their new stadium, what they're trying to build? The one on the water? Yeah. ¿Con qué? Pues sí. Con el dinero no pagan. American Sorry. You guys follow us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's move it on to Liga Mekis then. Uh, yeah, so we got repechaje happening this weekend and um, cuartos de final. Quarterfinals are starting today. Actually, right now, Santos is playing Monterrey. And just There's to give you guys zero, a, zero. a update on that, 0-0 zero, zero in the 76. But in Liga Mekis over the weekend, we had the repechaje. San Santos upset Pachuca. But your notes here, was it rigged? No, this shit's not rigged, Cesar. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Look, I No, just... Santos Pachuca is 4-4. And yeah, my bad. Yeah, uh, San Luis. San Luis San, yeah, but no fucking Pachuca Santos is not rigged. No, but uh, like the the reason why I put it there was because Jesus Tati had a booty ass game. He had a terrible game, bro. Like, but that he's been he has not had the greatest of seasons. Pachuca is not top four anymore. Wait. But like that full fucked up on at least two of those goals. Maybe at that least. third one too. He's the third one that I say the, that maybe is the one that he sped out. The fourth one. It was the fourth one to tie it. The fourth one to tie it was the one that he spat out. Right. And that free and kick. And then Doria smacked it back in. Yeah. The one that he for sure fucked up was the one that he took his hands out from yeah. uh, Los Lopez. Yeah. And then the one that I, I don't know, I put it more on the defense. And this is why I say it's not rigged. Because I think the only way it would be rigged if his Ustadi got paid. But the one that uh, Felix Torres... The mm -hmm. defender scored on the header. Wide open. Literally yeah. nobody within six feet. So that fool can't do anything either. But then in the the first goal, he also, like, didn't react in time. So, like... He had a terrible game. He had a terrible game. But maybe Pachuca ownership reflect put in a fucking better keeper. He, they have a backup keeper who is from the Cantera who did great during the season. Yeah, the games Ustadi was out. Yeah. But you put in the extranjero, the fool from South America, from Argentina, that has won a championship down there. But he's like fucking 37. Yeah. Fucking put the kids in. For real. I understand that. But, but the reason why I put it there was just 
was just to, to stir, the the, stir the pot, bro. And you stirred my fucking pot. It just went off a <laughs> fucking two-minute rant. I'm an Oz. No, yeah. No. That's so sad. Grupo Pachuca is officially out of the playoffs. Yeah. Because Leon got upset by San Luis. That's a 3-1. Leon is not fatigued. Leon is not nothing. They just got... That's the thing with Repechaje. You put these mediocre teams to fucking all of a sudden haul ass. San Luis has good players. They have really fast up top. They're really fast up top. They have Murillo, who's hella good up top. And they're going to put one away. And you make mistakes like the Leon defense did. You're going to pay for it. Yeah. So they have Murillo. They got Vitinho. They got Leo up top. So a front three of extranjeros. You put them up against anybody. Like they can, they can have a great game and they'll put it away. And Rodolfo, why aren't you asking for Rodolfo Cota? Was rigged on that one goal. Ah, pero es que ese nomás fue uno. El dos fueron casi tres. Even Rafa in the Discord said it looked like his his fucking controller got turned off. Yeah, I mean it did. The guy didn't even do a finta to the right, and Cota went that way like hella. Right, but it's because like, I oh, granted I haven't played professional. Okay, cabrón. But away, like as a goalie, quieres anticiparte. I said. Anticipo. Yeah, but you got you got a defender. But that's not even what a gamble. A gamble from that far out is shifting weight. That fool ran. He took three, four steps that okay, way. Pues anticipo. And then he like turned like wey, le echó la traila para darle la vuelta. Pues, He's like, er, 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 er. ¿Qué quieres? I mean, it was a no. it was a mistake, and he tried his best. No, it's a mistake, okay? but he horribly fucked up. Okay. It's not even like a, a cute mistake. Like, no, do way. Like, no, why didn't I call him out? Well, because Ustadi had some terrible. He not did it once. He did it two, three times. And the new studio has got us fucking turned on these fucking. <laughs> Your let's go. Uh, the the last two Tigres beat Puebla one zero. That shit was. Or that shit was kind of. Yeah, sleepy, kind of like sleepy. Um, who scored the goal? Uh, oh, Cordova got Cordova. a goal on Linus's first assist as a Tigre. Yeah, and probably in the past three years or something. I don't yeah. know. No, yeah, but and by assist he tapped it in, and then Cordova like took Just, it in, and then he scored. So like yeah. it's like one of those like is that really an assist? But we're gonna count it for Linus, porque yeah, porque se se emocione. But I mean. Are they contenders, Tigres? I think so. You think they're contenders? Yeah. I mean, your final eight, and in Liga Mekis, anything can happen. I don't think they're going to get past the Luca. You don't think what El Piojo said is coming to fruition now? We're kind they're of too old? It. Yeah. No, because it's now it's elimination time, right? Guignac thrives on these. He has historically with in Liga Mekis. I think. If they get past the Luca, they're a lot more dangerous. Okay, so then answer that. But I don't Do think they take? will get past the Luca. Right, entonces, entonces no son favoritos. No, but anything can happen. Liam Makis, we've uh, talked about this. Okay. But Tigres, if they if they get kicked out, nobody's gonna hate them because Siboldi is in room, right? They're kind of setting themselves up for failure type of thing. And okay. The, yeah, and the last piece, Atlas be Cruz Azul. 1-0. Atlas was my pick. Dark horse pick. Chivas oh. was yours. Chivas is mine. So both 
Both of our dark horse you had pieces. Pachuca. You got Pachuca's winners, right? Pachuca's winners. Okay. And I said, if Pachuca doesn't repeat, Toluca. I, I added know. that in there. Ah. I added a little fucking snippet. But <laughs> <laughs> dark horse was Atlas. Your dark horse is Chivas. So we're we're not doing too bad, yeah. Maybe we do That's know what we're cool. talking about. The only benefit that, of the doubt that I give Cruz Azul is that now under under Tuca is what I had said before about Piojo. These two, I think they're going to do a lot better once they get an off season. And even yeah. Tuca said, like, we have to do a player-by-player player analysis of who's left and figure out who's going to be here, who fits the project, and who I can work with. They already got rid of Michael Arroyo today, who I yeah. thought was, like, not that bad compared to some of the other extranjeros. But, like, he's setting his foot down. He's like, yeah. all right, cabrones. I'm going to try to make you guys what I do with Tigres. And I'm in- interested in who they're going to bring as a goalkeeper. Like, are they going to keep Jose de Jesus Corona? Or do they need a younger goalkeeper because Jurado's not making it? Or I mean, are they going to keep Jurado? I mean, knowing Tuca, he stuck with Nahuel. So I can see him sticking with uh, Corona until that full 50. God. All right, give even me though they're my dark, even though Chivas are my dark horse, I guess. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Atlas is my dark horse, yeah. and I want Chivas to win. All right, tell me your four: Santos, uh, Monterrey, Monterrey. Okay, yo digo Monterrey, San Luis, America. That's Aguilas más grande, of course. I say America. Atlas, Chivas. Atlas. I said Chivas. Tigres, Toluca. Toluca. Los I said Toluca too. All right, it's gonna be interesting. Okay, watch if we get them all wrong. No, it's not possible. I chose Chivas. No, you can get them all wrong. No, you can. I don't know. <laughs> all right, the one thing I wanted to know in the Liga de Expansión, the second division in Mexico, they're they're in semifinals right now. Celaya, Tapatio, Atlante, Morelia are the last four there, and they're all four coached by Mexican coaches. Let's go. Paco Ramirez, historic. Uh, first division coach in Celaya, Gerardo Spinoza, Tapatio, Chivas' affiliate, second division club, basically. Mario Garcia at Atlante, who is one of the most hyped up coaches right now because of how well he's done with Atlante in the past like three years. They've won it almost every single fucking season. Yeah, they have. And El Grande, Carlos Maria Morales, El Ramon Morales' brother, uh, Morelia Goat. Joined them mid-season when they were struggling a little bit. Not only did he qualify them, but got them to the last four here. So this is exciting times for for these coaches. I hope they can make the jump to La Primera División. No, yeah, they got to start perfecting their craft in these teams because there's a possibility of rep- of a, re- a promotion coming back, right? Hopefully, it does man. So let go on this Let's uh, talk a little bit MLS. Our San Jose LAFC. Let's go. I don't remember anything about the game. I was turned. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I do remember. We were fucking sick. Cristian Espinosa scored a brace. Scored a penalty. What do you remember? Because you were pretty turned. I was too. I was all right. <laughs> I mean, I sobered up by then. I was totally sober by then. No, my man is totally sober. Yeah, wait. Uh-huh. I mean, who scored for LAFC? I don't remember. Buanga, cabron. And I'm not even looking, looking at it. I don't even have my notes. Dude. Dennis Buanga scored. And Espinosa scored the two. I saw Espinosa. I woke up for that. So, yeah, the Quakes won. So, we love that. They're, they're still in fourth in the West. But let's go. Yeah, they got to keep We could be LAFC. That's, that's good news. 
Um, in other news, SKC, they finally got their first win. The boy Kevincho. That fool was turned on his uh, on his Twitter about oh, the yeah. winning. Alan Pulido got his first goal in like a year and a half, two years. Dude, I forgot about him until you brought him up the other day. I was like, bro, that was still there. He needs to he needs to do well so he can create more striker competition, man. Yeah. Give us options. How old is he? Like thirty two, I think. He's lost a good two years, man. Damn. Yeah, Carson FC, LA LA Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Carson Galaxy uh, They're in the mud They lost 3-1 At home against Colorado Rapids Chicharito Nomás no Nomás no Chicharito's pissed He's like All of us gotta do better From the front of the office To Everybody us, players He came out huh, And said something Yeah And the fans are Really fed up with With Carson FC So their coach Is in the hot seat Chicago's coach Just got fired um, And Chicago's coach Came out and said Bro, they, they put me out of a job, but the fucking DPs are the ones that are not performing. They have yeah. Shakiri. Yeah. And he like, was directly talking about him, that he doesn't hustle, he doesn't try, he doesn't anything, <laughs> and that he gets fired for it, right? And then in New York, Red Bulls, Stuber, who should have gotten fucking fired a long-ass time ago, finally gets got fired. fired. I'm going to... All right, Cesar, let's close it up. What are you excited for? What are you watching this weekend? I'm watching your Arsenal, man. Come on. Making sure they they do well against Brighton. We need that Sino. same Brighton as last week. Uh, we don't. Yeah, we do. I don't just care, but I just want to see a good game. Yeah, it'll be good. City versus Everton. I need that Everton. That's <laughs> Everton. Dude, that's crazy. They play against <laughs> the two teams. Yeah, the two teams. I bet you City's still going to smack him. Fuck. And I'm excited for Liga Mekis, man. Freaking America is playing San Luis in a bit. And, you know, the, what is it, the Vuelta back Saturday and Sunday. So, exciting games. It's going to be good. Our Earthquakes play against Galaxy in the Clásico in L.A. this week. Uh, like we said earlier, we're going to be turning up for the one over here in July. So, keep an eye out. Espanol versus Barcelona. Damn, that's uh, got to try to save themselves. And then the last one that I had, Villarreal versus Atletic de Bilbao, because they're be both trying to fight for the last couple of European spots. What else, Cesar? I appreciate you guys for listening in. Wrapping it up there. Uh, keep an eye out for more cool in-person stuff now that we're, we're moving. We got the studio. We got the tailgates going. Yeah, man. We're, uh, a ver que más. We're, we're going to pop off. We got giveaways, raffles. Everything. Everything. So Appreciate keep an eye y'all. out. Um, say what's up to us whenever you see us or on on the socials. Join the Discord and thank you for tuning in. Peace, everyone. Peace. <laughs>